0: Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city.
1: We really hope you enjoy this message.
0: Hi, good to see you guys. Good to see you. I'm Nick. And, um, you know, isn't it just amazing? Isn't it amazing what God is doing here? Like something incredible is happening in this place and, and we're so blessed to be part of it, aren't we? And I just feel like... Um, There are amazing things going on with the worship, but I just feel like there's a new resonance that's going to be coming to the worship as well. A new resonance that, you know, when you do stuff in the Christian life and you just do it through obedience, and then there's a moment when you do it and you're still doing it through obedience, but then God just superimposes himself upon that, and it's just so different, and it's otherworldly, and there's a heavenly thing that's going on. that's even more, and I think we can expect even more. Um, about what God is going to do in this next season isn 't it exciting? thanks guys. That was really encouraging um, uh, well this week we 've got a bit of a focus on prayer and i 'm going to share a few thoughts and after that i 'm going to invite Treveen, who you may know a member of our congregation she 's um shes she's uh, she runs a few pubs in the city um she's she 's the queen of pubs and prayer and she 's going to come and help me interview a few people um, just so we can hear a few different aspects of prayer and I guess that we don't get this idea that there's a one-size-fits-all spirituality when it comes to prayer but we hear from what other people can do Um, but um, Tim and Rachel have asked me just to share first on one element of prayer that I guess is close to my heart and I'm really feeling for us as I think about 2022 as a church how I'd love to see us grow and that is the element of prophecy it's the element of the prophetic prophecy, simply hearing the voice of God. And, woo, yeah, come on, that was prophetic, wasn't it? Like, come on, let's go. Hearing the voice of God and speaking the words of God. And I want to start by just saying, you know, I'm not an expert in this. I'm growing in this. But I guess the reason I'm really passionate about this, there's a couple of reasons. One of is that throughout my life, and um, my life has been marked through deep ways in which God has met me prophetically and spoken into my life, either by other people or just by me hearing Him directly. One story I wanted to share with you was when I first became a Christian when I was sixteen, uh, and um, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home or anything like that. And long story short, I became a Christian in a summer camp, and then um, when I went to a local church. I I just had this incredible hunger for worship, just a deep, deep desire to worship God. And what I would do is every night when I went to bed, I would get in my bed and I'd put on some Christian music and I'd put my hands in the air and I'd just worship God. And honestly, um, back then the Christian music wasn't the same as it is now. (laughs) Um, I remember one song in particular um, that was a recording, like a live night of recording from America. And it was recorded on Halloween. And these guys were doing this deep spiritual warfare. They were sort of screaming guitar solos, people shouting, crescendos, everything going on. Not today, Satan. And basically what happened is there was this one moment in this song. And it reached this crescendo and everything stopped. And the worship leader just went, fear not. Fear not accompanied by some high-pitched backing vocalists. Fear not, (laughs) for the Lord is with you. For the Lord is with you. Right there, standing beside you. Right there, standing beside you. And in his hand, he's holding a great big sword. And they proceeded to jam this phrase, great big sword, for like 15 minutes. (laughs) Great big sword, great big sword, great big sword, great big sword. It didn't matter to me. I was falling in love with God. I was like, God, you're the one with the great big sword, and I love you. (laughs) Um, But in that moment, by the way, when you're really falling in love with God, form doesn't matter. Like, form doesn't matter. You don't care. You're just desperate. So let's just do away with like, Worrying about other stuff, just seek after his heart. You know, don't hide behind anything else. Um, but one of these moments, I was just worshipping, and, and the only way I can describe it to this day was it, it was as if my ear opened and I heard an audible voice. And I was freaked out, I hid under the bed covers. I'd never experienced anything like this before and I started to think about what the voice said and it was just a couple of words and, and, it was, and, I, and I realized it was God the Father just giving, saying something about my identity, who I was. It was like he was giving me a name and I started to think about this and, and honestly, I, I experienced the love of God the Father for the first time in my life. It was like the Father just said, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. That wasn't what he actually said, but he was like, you're mine. And it just filled me from here with a great fire completely. And it transformed my life. And, and, um, and I know for some of you today, you're thinking, I really want to hear God like that. And I need you to know, I needed to know God. I hadn't come from anywhere to do with this church stuff. And I needed him to invade. Um, other reasons why I'm excited by this is that I've spent time hanging out with people who are really passionate and gifted in this. Uh, people who've got that gift of being a prophet. And a good dear friend that Ali and I worked with for many years, Barry Kissel, um, Barry and Mary Kissel, deeply gifted prophetic people. And when you hang out with people like that, it just rubs off on you, you love it. And in fact, their whole family has such an anointing of the prophetic. I remember this story one of his daughters told one time where she used to take this regular taxi route with the same taxi driver to work every day. And one day she got in the car and realized that it was a different driver Uh, So um, she felt Jesus speak to um, her about this guy. And she said, you're not my normal taxi driver. In fact, you're a doctor. At which point he jolted and said, how do you know? And he said, well, Jesus told me. And then Jesus spoke more about him. And and she said, in fact, you've had to flee the Ukraine. And you've had to leave behind a girl with um, waist-length, dark brown hair called Anna. That's your daughter. And at this point, he's shaking. He's shaking. And she's like, we're going to die. Um, and, and yet, at the same time, you know, she just said, look, God knows all about your situation. It was so comforting and encouraging. And this is a level of prophecy. I want to see you growing this year. Wherever you're at, I want to see you step up and rise up and desire the things of the Spirit. Oh, I've just seen Frank and Larry. It always makes me feel better when I see Frank and Larry. They're awesome, aren't they? Um, but I felt... Um, I I, I I hi guys you're all right <laughs> both in pink it 's looking good actually um, but um anyway um uh, that's got nothing to do with this talk <laughs> but um <laughs> But anyway, over the New Year, how many of the people saw that incredible fireworks display on TV? Did anyone see it on New Year's Eve? Look, I've asked quite a few people, and like no one puts their hand up when I say this. I'm like, was this the worst thing that anyone was doing on New Year's Eve, watching TV? watching the? <laughs> yes, that was me. That's what I did. Um, well, anyway, I was watching it, and there was a moment in this fireworks display. They use all these drones now. It's unreal, right? And there was a moment when I just felt God speak so clearly to me. And I just want to show you that moment now. Um, and they're celebrating things of the year. They're talking about the Euros. And the guys set up this lion. it's just, I felt God speak to me. You know, he's the lion roaring over this nation. He's in control and his roar is going to go out this year. And it's a wake-up call for the prophets. Yes, it was about football too, but it was, it's a call, a wake-up call for the prophets to rise up again. We need you. We need you to rise up to speak the voice of the Lord, to sing the songs of the Lord, to preach the word of the Lord, to work for the Lord and prophetically embody who he is wherever you have been called to be. And when we do that, we do what St. Paul said, which this is the scripture for today, 1 Corinthians 14:1. We follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Because Paul knows that when we get this right, It can be such a game changer because it reveals the very heart of God for nations, for people. It's where God just draws out the gold from within and he says, you know what, I know you. I knew you before you were formed in the womb, I knew you and I've got a plan and a purpose for you and it reconnects us with the heart of God. And it never ceases to amaze me how when someone steps out in obedience to just bring a prophetic word, how a small word can make a huge difference. I remember being in a gathering once, it was probably about this many people, and um, and it was led by Barry Kissel. Can I just have that water? I'm like... (laughs) Um, I think that's cleared it um but um anyway um so basically I was in this meeting once about this many people Barry Kissel was leading the meeting and and um he said look in a moment I'm going to ask you to look around see if um there's anyone the Lord's speaking to you about and just go up to them and give a word and I saw this really big guy standing there and I felt the Lord give me this word for him which was go and tell him he's a real prince And I thought, I don't want to go up to someone I don't know, Lord, and say, look, I feel that Jesus is telling you you're a real prince. Um, But, uh, you know, you've got to be obedient with this stuff. So I stepped out, I went up to him, and I guess I was justifying it like we're all sons and daughters, we're all princes and princesses of the Lord. So I went up and I just, uh, I saw him and I I, I just said, look, I just felt Jesus wanted me to, to tell you that you're a real prince. And he looked at me, grabbed my shoulder and drew me close. And he went, Who told you? And I went, Jesus. (laughs) And he went, he went, I am a real prince of a country. And he told me the name of the country. And he said, I've just moved to London and I didn't want anyone to know because I don't want them to judge me differently or just want the stuff that I have because I own a lot of stuff. and, um, and, and I said, "Well, Jesus is just wanting to let you know that he knows who you are, your royal highness um, and and then he said, and then he said, you know and then he said, Look, please don 't ever tell anyone about this <laughs> I mean, good to see you online. Good to see you. how you doing um, but basically I mean i didn 't tell anyone his name John but um <laughs> No, he's not John. I mean, John the Prince. Are you kidding me? Like, that's not going to work. But it's amazing, isn't it? God knows our situations. And this happened to me. Someone actually stepped out in obedience and gave a word to me just before Christmas. We had the acoustic um, carols. Do you remember them, those who were here? It was an amazing time. It was as full as this. It was incredible. And we got to the end, and we were just sort of, everyone was sort of roaming around. And, you know, I was thinking, I'm probably going to make an exit now. Um, and I picked up my bags, and I, I actually, oh, gosh, I knocked over some mold wine. Um, and um, I didn't tell anyone, and I didn't tidy it up, um, which adds, oh, gosh, sorry. It adds to the mottled effect of 2022. It's really in. Um, and basically, I, that's what I did. But I, I was just, just roaming around. I thought, I really need to go. And do you know why? I just felt so tired. I felt so tired at the end of last term. I just felt overwhelmed. I don't know if anyone else did. I was just tired. I was just tired. And I I need to say something here, um, which is every time I think about this talk and I say that I'm so tired, I just want to cry. And it's because I feel the Lord's telling me there are some in here today who feel so tired. And the word, you, you don't need to say, come on. You need the word from the Lord that says, I'm comforting you, I'm with you. I know your situation. I felt there was someone over here Um, there's a lady and you've been saying that from the depths of your soul it's the hidden cry and in fact the cry has been I'm tired of life and I feel like the Lord wants to kind of intervene today intervene and just halt that and just say there is a future and a path for you and and if that is you you can say now you can put your hand up that's fine, you know, um, and we'll pray for you. You don't have to. There is no obligation. Um, we'll pray for you a bit later. Um, it's fine. We'll pray a bit later. But I know this stuff's vulnerable. Is that you? Um, be amazing. Could just a few of you around there, would you just turn around and just pray for you? Is that okay? I just feel the Lord is with you, all right? And he just wants you to know that this isn't the end. This is the beginning. And maybe just a few. All you've got to to just say, that, you know, the Lord's with you. And um, that's going to go on for a bit over there. Okay. Um, and anyway, I was standing in this carol gathering. By the way, just pray as long as you need to and then just wrap it up. It's fine. Um, I was in this carol gathering and, and I was sort of leaving and crowds everywhere and this lady was staring at me. And I was like, it's one of those really awkward moments, you know, when you turn around and you're like, hi. And she looked at me and was like, hi. And she had this bag in her hands. and gave me this bag and said, um, I've got some Christmas gifts for you, Ali, and Ruben. And I thought, do you think we're related to Reuben? <laughs> like, that he's our son? <laughs> um, brother, I will take. But, son, anyway. Um, but she said, no, I've been tracking with you on Instagram Live for 18 months it's been an absolute lifeline it's been a lifeline honestly and I've really struggled to step out in the prophetic I've been following along with you and I've just been so grateful that you've done this and also um, I just wanted to give you some gifts to say thank you and also I've I've written the prophetic word for each of you I've stepped out um, so I hope that's okay just it up and stuff so I got home got the bag out on the kitchen table and she'd given um, each of us a box of chocolates so I FaceTimed Ruben told him he wasn't going to get his um, and then I read out the prophetic words on these cards and um, it was amazing you know I think Alice was something like oh you patient wife um, <laughs> something like that anyway I, I read out mine um, and and honestly, she had no idea how much I needed to hear this. She had no idea; she was just being obedient. And I, it's here. I just want to read it to you. So I said, "Nick, I just saw the word delight. I felt God is really pleased with you and delights in you and your worship and song. I just saw a massive smile. I was drawn to Psalm 149 for you. Oh, man, the Lord knows." the best Christmas present he can give you. That was the best thing over this whole month. I've just been praying that Psalm 149. It was the best gift, as well as a bit of Christmas money, but it was the best gift. It's incredible. And, and, And honestly, a small word makes a huge difference. Don't underestimate, but not just at a micro level, at a macro level. We need, the church needs the prophets to rise up in this nation at this time we need you. I'm sure you know this, but the prophets are the eyes and the ears of the church. Um, There's a beautiful scripture in Amos 3.7. I think it's coming up on the screen. It says, indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. How amazing. We need you to rise up again, to embrace this calling, and it's so often opposed and so often put down. And I just feel right now at the moment, it's one of those things that the Lord's highlighting to us that we need to see rise up again. Um, you know, one of the reasons it's opposed is because we're in a spiritual battle. And there's, we've got an enemy, we heard about this last week, but an enemy who just wants to silence the prophetic gift. Why? Because when we silence the prophets, then the church has no eyes and no ears and just goes around aimlessly and doesn't know what it's doing. Other reasons why it's silenced is sometimes we have to take responsibility for the fact that maybe we dabbled in the prophetic when we first became a Christian, because we enjoyed the uh, the sort of initiatory aspect of it. It's like going to a party. You walk in. Hey, I've become a Christian. I'm in this party. You get given this gift, the gift of prophecy. Wow, I get to speak God's words to someone else, and someone else can speak into my life. And a lot of us experience that right at the start of our Christian lives, don't we? It's incredible. And then suddenly, as we go on through life, we think, well, I've got pretty wise now to stuff, and I kind of know the way the world works. I read the news every day. I'm well informed. We have to be well informed, of course. But are we still making room to hear the radical voice of God? Are we still making room to say, actually, what if God spoke to me today for someone or he spoke in, from, from someone into my life and it radically changed the course of things? Are we still open? Another reason we find it hard to um, uh, sort of embrace the prophetic is we often struggle to understand the heart of the prophet. You know, people are really gifted in this stuff. It, it often comes because there's like an emotional fracture um, through, through them. And it's in that gap, in that void, in that space where heaven meets earth, where they develop a deep sensitivity to the things of the Spirit and to the voice of the Father and the activity of heaven. But at the same time, they develop a deep sensitivity towards the things of earth, the room, the fear of man, what's going on. And therefore, and I think this is what Tim and Rach do so well, is that we release moments where failure and freedom can flourish. That actually we say, you know what, if you've got a word, let's go. Let's see what happens. When we have people coming up and singing, we love it. Is it always going to be right? Is it always going to be perfect? No, 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 no. It won't be. But we're going on a journey together to follow the way of love. To say, you know what, we're going to love the prophets back to life. We're going to say to you, it's okay. You, but you've got to know you will get it wrong. <laughs> like, you will sometimes get it wrong. And we have to go, you know what, that just... just Well done for stepping out. It just didn't resonate right now. Why? Because we all see in part, we all hear in part. None of us has the full ministry. But when we get this right, You know, the prophets, the eyes and ears of the church, they get to discern when the old things have, have sort of ended, the old movement of the Spirit of God and a new thing is coming. And throughout church history, you know, we have these seasons when the Spirit of God is moving. It's a bit like a wave, a moment when the wave is building, times of preparation, a moment when the wave is breaking, times of refreshing and blessing and revival. And we need the prophets in that moment to rise up and sing the song of the Lord, because the song of the Lord in that moment will help us articulate our experience of heaven that's quite hard for us to articulate sometimes um, and then we have the moment when the season of refreshing ends and there's a lull and the wave is just build, waiting again to build and in those moments we need the prophets to remind us that everything's okay that actually we don't need because the danger in that moment is that we fill that moment the lull with just man-made activity human stuff so that when the spirit of god comes back around the wave builds there is no space you know by the way we can do this in our lives we do this in our lives like forget about all the stuff out there right now you can apply that right to your heart right now this year and say am I filling this with man-made stuff am I filling my life with stuff like that and what if the spirit of God wants to break in am I creating space and room for him to do that um, and in those moments the prophets in the law what they do at the church levels they remind the leadership and by the way leadership needs to know this is is they encourage the leadership that it's not your fault Well, I mean, sometimes with Tim, no, no, joke, joking, joking. But it's not their fault. This stuff's enigmatic. We don't know. Honestly, I said this to someone this week, and I'm going to get this wrong. It just came out of my mouth. I wasn't even thinking about it, um, which isn't unusual, Um, which which was I've never been more sure that God is doing something, and I've never been less sure what it is. I honestly feel like that right now. I feel like the worst judge of anything that God's doing. Um, But I know he's doing something. So I want to finish with this, and then we're going to get some people up. It's going to be unbelievably exciting. Um, Which is, throughout the Old Testament, to both the major and minor prophets, God asks them this question all the time. What do you see? What do you see? So what he's saying is, I'm speaking, I'm doing stuff, what do you see? And I want to encourage us for a moment, I'm going to invite you just to close your eyes and just allow that question to come to you today. For Gastry this year, what do you see? Okay, just close your eyes for a minute, ask the Lord. And now I just want to ask a couple of you, if you've got something like your heart's burning to to shout it out, but just listen to me. I want you to keep it short and sweet and keep it classy, San Diego. Do you know what I mean? Like it's encouraging. This is about encouragement. If you've just got the faintest, don't try and make something up. If you've just got an image, a picture, just a word, you don't understand it, that's okay. But was there something that you saw? Does anyone want to just have a go? Say anything at all. Yeah. Can you shout it out from there? Yeah.
1: Hmm. yeah
0: yeah beautiful i feel that's, that's a great word jesus is lying down in the city and then he's a huge sort of jesus rising up and i think one of the things i would take from that is this, this scripture that comes to remind me when the, when the Son of Man is lifted up, all will be drawn to him and this sense of worship rising over the city, the Son of Man being lifted up and then people seeing the glory of the Lord. Maybe one more, someone burning like, go, 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 yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. People come in with questions. People come in with questions. Are we ready? Have we got the scriptures? We have got them. We've got the word of the Lord to encourage people. Can I just tell you what I see when I close my eyes? And by the way, if you saw something, can you email like prayer at gasstreet.church or email me, email Tim Rich? We want to hear from you. Please, 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 please. Um, what I saw when I thought about it was this. I felt the Lord showing me different people in the church. And I felt he said this, these are good people. And I want you to know this year that what we have here, you, you're a good person. You're a good person. Can you just take that on board today? you're a good person. These are good people. Could you imagine what a difference this year is going to make? We walk through and we go, you know what? These are good people. <laughs> it's what the Lord showed me. I'm just saying it. I don't understand it all, but I feel like he wants us to know today. Right, we're going to get some interviews going. Wasn't that fun? Um, should we um, get the guys up here, those who have been interviewed? Brilliant. And why don't you just turn around to someone next to you and either tell them, just what we set up on here, just tell them what you saw or you could just tell them the instinctively the encouraging thing that comes into your mind when you see them, go, okay, woo, how you doing, you kid? Um, so what's going to happen now? Um, okay, stop being relational. What's going to happen now is we are going to hear from these um, three wonderful people, um, each in turn. Okay, we're going to ask some questions just around prayer, specific element of prayer, and then. Each one of them is going to lead us in a slightly different response of prayer in the moment, right here, right now. Isn't that exciting? (sighs) Okay. So I'm going to start with this great guy in the middle here, Nick. Nick, tell us. um, Who are you? What do you do? Oh, you want hang on. You've got to click this on. Yeah,
2: great. Hello. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm a third-year student at the University of Birmingham doing mechanical engineering. Um, yeah, I've been at Gas Street uh, two and a bit years, so yeah.
0: So, so good, Nick, and it's brilliant you can be here today, and um, I know because you come to the best Gas Street group, which is prayer and breakfast in the mornings, <laughs> on Tuesday mornings, by the way. Um, and Nick has really inspired me around prayer because what I've seen in you is, is just a real passion for prayer. And you've been part of a pretty extraordinary prayer group, haven't you? That's even more extraordinary than one Tuesday mornings at 7 8, 30 AM. You're at one it's even earlier than that. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so um basically me and one of my mates, we were we were talking about um just our lives and and we we felt so lukewarm when we, when we sort of read stories in the Bible about people who are in love with Jesus and and know Jesus, uh, and we just feel lukewarm in comparison to sort of the ways that they step out. Um, and so we were like, "Cool, what can we do?" Well, we can pray. Um, and so we decided to. It was lockdown at at this point, so I think there was a rule of six outside. So we were like, "Okay, cool, we'll uh, we'll." We'll meet outside in the park um, at five, and so sorry at five a.m. Uh, yeah,
0: you mean that's at like six? at <laughs> five a.m. Students.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: God is on the move. Like <laughs> Aslan is roaring over the nation for that to happen. Okay, come on, yes. can we applaud that? Come on, that's amazing. Um, it's so good, and. And yet, tell us what yeah. happened. Anything interesting happened there? You
2: know. Yeah. So we we didn't we didn't have any agenda, like, or uh, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just rocked up, um, and and a couple of people joined us uh, in later weeks. And then yeah, we just first of all we just started seeing prayers being answered. Like the people we were praying for, um, we'd we'd like sort of pray for them one week and then the next week we'd it'd be like, oh, God's answered this prayer, um, and and. Uh, because we were in the park there's people around and, and it's in Selly Oak so there's a lot of students around um and and so one uh, morning some guys had been they'd been out the night before and they decided to go to the park um as you do at 5am uh and yeah so so one of them recognized one of us and they sort of came over and, and asked us what we were doing we were like oh we're praying um and they were like, oh, cool. And we had a guitar, so they were like, can you can you sing us a hymn? Uh, and we were like, yeah, of course we can sing you a hymn. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we just began worshipping. Uh, and it, it sort of, it, over, it, I, I don't actually know how long it was, but we started worshipping and then they joined in. And so I just remember this moment of them singing How He Loves Us, sort of over themselves. It was, it was amazing. Um, and this really emotional moment. And then they started sort of, Without really knowing what they were doing, like offering up prayer requests, um, we were just sort of praying with them, uh, and it was just—it was just an amazing moment of sort of, yeah, in prayer. Wow! With them, yeah.
0: Amazing, amazing, Nick. Honestly, isn't that incredible? So encouraging. Um, and is there scripture or something that's been, you know, when we think about this passion for prayer, or you know, something that's really been resonating with you in this season?
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, in In Matthew 6, 6, I love the way um, the message version puts it. Um, And it's sort of, this is sort of coming from uh, the angle where, like, we came without an agenda, without anything to do. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have anything to pray for. Um, We just wanted to be with God, essentially, in the park. Um, And so I like the way this this scripture puts it, um, where it says... It's talking about prayer and it says, just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. Uh, the focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. The world is so full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that. Uh, this is your father you're dealing with and he knows you better than you, he knows better than you what you need. Um, with a loving God, with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply uh, and I just think, yeah, uh, in in talking about passionate prayer, it's like, it's, it's just about coming to God um, with what you have. Like, There's no formulas, there's no, it's just coming to God who's your dad and just talking to him and and hearing from him. Um, yeah.
0: That is awesome. So good. Just an honest response. And, um, you know, we're going to pray now, aren't we? We're going to have a little prayer moment. Yeah. Why don't we... Why don't we come down here and we're going to like um, lead a bit of prayer? And there's something we we're thinking about, wasn't there, for this moment? Yeah.
2: Um, so uh, we we, be, we just want to pray for anyone who who wants to pray passionately, who who wants that sort of fire um, for prayer and for yeah, just being in in God's presence. Um, and so are we. People, st- making people stand. Yeah, well, yes. I
0: think what we'll do is, is we just felt like this whole thing around the fire. If you just want the fire mm-hmm. of God again, you know, we talk about wildfires, the event we're part of. If that's you, why don't you just stand now? We're going to, just for 60 seconds, we're going to pray for you. I mean, who doesn't want the fire, but it might be that you, the reason you're standing is because you want a new fire. It might be that you know you're already on fire. We just want to keep that fire burning. And why don't you just open your hands, and, and Nick, why don't you pray for us all now? Yeah. Come on, Lord, just pour your spirit out.
2: yeah god we we love you and we want more of you um, I pray for every every person who stand, stood up and and those who aren't um, I just pray that we'd we'd know you more um and that we'd want to come into your presence more and come to you um, and pray um and receive from you um, we'd want to be in your presence um I pray for anyone who feels uh like they don't have a passion for prayer, um, that you would, you would bring a passion uh, up within them. And also for those who are passionate for prayer, we just pray for more. Uh, we pray for more uh, like beautiful moments with you. Uh, we pray for more uh, answers to prayer. Uh, thank you, God.
0: Thank you, Father. Just increase the fire for those who already know they have that fire. I pray that it would burn even more greatly for those who are desperate for it, Father. Just meet them this week in this moment, we pray. And I can just see a lot of people here, and I can just see such an honest response, such an honest response from people. So I want to encourage you with that. Okay, amen. Sit down. We'll go on something else. Um, Treveen.
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, we have Sam Miller here, and uh, I know, Sam, you are a great prayer warrior, but could you just uh, <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
3: Great. Oh, firstly, not a great prayer warrior. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've ne- never met anybody think so a great pra- prayer warrior who he is. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm Sam. I've been in Birmingham for pretty much all of my life, so it's really been exciting seeing the church grow here uh, through many denominations, and Gastry arrive and see what God's doing here. So, uh, That's me, and I work for a charity called Open Doors, and uh, we really work to connect the church globally, and particularly to stand with, to support, to strengthen Christians who are being salt and light in some of the most dangerous places in the world to be a Christian. So that amounts to more than 340 million uh, Christians, our brothers and sisters, that's about one in seven Christians around the world um, who love Jesus as we do, um, but live in contexts of suffering for their faith, which is just really hard to get your head around
1: okay so you pray about the big stuff about nations persecuted church and that's intercessory prayer i guess can you just explain what that is and what it looks like
3: yeah sure i mean i think to god all stuff's big stuff you know things that we ask is the big stuff the nations is the big stuff and um, in terms of intercession as nick said from amos earlier is that god reveals the secrets of his plans why does he do that because he wants us as his people to partner to intercede to intervene and you see the beginning of intercession with Abraham where God reveals his plans to Abraham and Abraham begins to intercede. Then he does that with Moses. Then he establishes a whole tribe called the Levites who that is their sole role to intercede, to stand in the gap uh, for what you know, God's purposes are. And then amazingly we get to Jesus and he is the, you know, the supreme intercessor. Hebrews tells us about who Jesus is. And then what Jesus says to us is that you are now carrying that mantle to be intercessors, to stand in the gap between heaven and earth, between what the Father wants to do uh, and advocating for the mercy of God on the earth. So all of us then are called to wrestle with the big stuff, the small stuff, recognising that we have such influence before the Father because he hears our prayers as sons and daughters, which is amazing.
1: So speaking about us standing in the gap, well, you know, when you look at the world, it's so overwhelming. There's so much that's going on. I mean, where do you start? Um, what do you pray for? Uh, could you give us uh, some insight into that? And if you haven't also necessarily had the passion for it, how do you kickstart that? How do you get it started?
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question that requires a longer response than Nick. <laughs> Nick has kind of got me to rule of thumb to stick with. Um, we've
0: got we've got till 12.10, I've been told. <laughs> Praise God. Like, you want to write with that? Um, great.
3: Sorry. So, eight-minute answer coming then. <laughs> uh, no, I won't. I'm just pulling your leg nick um i think the key thing is just keep it simple keep it structured and keep it sincere so uh, i think in alliteration terms which probably means i'm illiterate um but i think my journey in prayer has been you come to gatherings maybe like this you hear somebody talk about the big stuff your heart is stirred because you want to be a good faithful you know follower of Jesus and so you go home and you create a new routine a new rhythm where you're going to kind of wrestle with the big stuff and then more big stuff comes and more big stuff and then the little stuff and you just suddenly find yourself overwhelmed you fail, you fall short, you just feel a rubbish prayer and so you do nothing. So I think the key thing is just keep the big stuff really, really simple. And it could be that one day in seven is that you just say, I'm going to pray on this day for the global stuff. If the whole body of Christ globally one day a week prayed for other nations, we'd see a ramping up a prayer that the world has never seen. So it's about recognizing the value of the simple things that you do have significant impact with God. Secondly, I think structuring it in. If you don't structure stuff in, generally our hearts are not moved um, to structure. So I think planning in when you're going to do it one day a week, as an app called the Inner Room that 24-7 have developed can be really helpful facilitating that. Um, Open Doors, we've got a bunch of resources that help you to pray uh, through the nations. And the last thing is, you know, keep it sincere. Sometimes you feel like you're just going through the motions and I think in that, it's just coming back to God and saying, God, my heart feels like it's going through the motions. Will you just give me your heart again? And that prayer... The Father always answers because it's the, it's the prayer of one of His children, and He tenders our hearts again to the things that are on His heart.
1: Thank you, Sam. Would you like to ask, or shall we lead into prayer?
0: Can you lead us in
3: a moment of prayer,
0: and then we'll. Um... move
3: on sure (laughs) yeah I'll, i'll do that um just to say with prayer there's almost there's two movements in prayer the first is identity and the second is activity the identity bit is recognizing as rachel said earlier we're not qualified because of our experience we're qualified because because the father qualifies us so the first movement of prayer is to sit with christ in his authority and recognize our prayers have authority the second movement is the activity of prayer. From that place of recognizing we have authority, we begin to pray. So, what I want us to do for 30 seconds, I want you just to sit. For a moment, before the Father, you know, Nick shared from Matthew 6 of Jesus teaching about prayer. It starts with being before the Father. So for 30 seconds, I just want you to imagine yourself sitting before the Father, sitting in that place, and he's saying to you, you know, tell me, my child, what is on your heart? So just for 30 seconds, and then we're going to do something else for 30 seconds. So It's a minute with a little break. So for 30 seconds, Father, I just pray in this 30 seconds that you would come, Our hearts will be open to you and Father that you'd meet us in this moment and you would remind us that we are qualified not because of our efforts but because of your gift and because of your grace and because of your cross, Jesus. So come now, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. And the second move of prayer is an activity. It's a response. And I want you to respond in one of two ways. We talked about the global context of of persecution of Christians and oppression. And it may be when you hear about persecution of Christians, it may be your heart response is compassion and you feel a sense of your heart burning with empathy for those who are suffering. Or it may be when you hear about persecution that your heart is stirred for justice and you're like, God, this should not be. So in that 30 seconds, and hear what I've shared, if your heart has been really moved to compassion, I'd like you for 30 seconds just to kneel on the floor, almost like you are kneeling in the ashes with those who are broken. And if in that moment of sitting before the Father, your heart was stirred to justice, I want you to stand on behalf of the justice of God and on behalf of the people of God and say, God, you know, let your will be done, let it not be. So for 30 seconds, let's respond, even kneeling down with compassion, praying for the brokenness of God's people, or standing up and praying for justice. And let's just do that just quietly, then I'll finish this in prayer. So, Father, we say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Be with your people. Strengthen and comfort your people. And, Lord, we pray for your justice to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Sam. Amen. That was amazing. Thanks for sharing. And we have Reagan here. And I've gotten to know you because you attend the uh, prayer and breakfast with me, Nick, and Ruben. Yeah. Could you just share with the uh, the church a
4: bit about yourself? Hi, all I'm Reagan, um, and I'm a professional ballerina. I uh, <laughs> I like it. Um, this past August, I packed as much stuff that would fit in about three suitcases, and I mo- made the move from Texas and the States over here to Birmingham, and I've been here for about five months now. And I'm a dancer at the Birmingham Royal Ballet, so.
1: And, I um, through getting to know you, I've, I know you've had a few experiences with like setbacks and victory. Yeah. Can you just speak into that and just also briefly talk about how you pray into your individual calling? Yours is so unique, it's creative. <laughs> Thank you
4: so much, yeah. Um, Since I've been here, it's definitely been a little bit of a journey. Um, I recently, after we finished our first show that we opened with, which was Romeo and Juliet, I landed a jump and I tore my meniscus, which is a ligament in your knee. And so that has felt like what could have been a setback, but I really felt like the Lord was impressing. Um, This setback is going to be a spring forward and kind of the words that he had spoken and prayed in... um, Before I even got here, I was praying Joshua over myself. I think praying the word has always been really, really important um, in my specific calling because it is a little bit different. And that was kind of birthed out of a moment of utter desperation when I really felt like I was going to give up years ago. My mom and I um, sat in our living room and she said, we're not leaving this moment until until God comes and God you're gonna have to fix it and so she was given a prophetic word in that moment and I was given a picture I didn't receive a word we sat there with notebooks and I was like mom I just saw a picture but the word that I had matched perfectly um, the picture I had matched perfectly with her word and in that moment we knew that this was something we had to pray into and so praying the word and praying the scripture so I was praying Joshua kind of before I got here Um, and then I was on the Instagram live, actually, and I received a prophetic word that matched perfectly with the scripture that I was praying and a different word that I was praying into. So I think in my specific calling, praying scripture and praying prophetic words has always been super important.
0: Amazing. And we're going to have a creative moment of prayer now, aren't we? Where We're going to get everyone to dance for the first time. Ballet. We're actually not doing that. We we are we are having a creative moment of prayer though. Um FYI. But we're not we're not doing that. But do you wanna explain what it is gonna be? Yeah and um and then we'll do it. And then we'll wrap so, up. So
4: this week um Nick asked when he originally asked me to do this, he said we're gonna have like a little dancing moment. Um and like I mentioned before, I I'm on the mend from a torn ligament in my knee and this week we took some giant steps forward but sometimes when you take giant steps forward you can be thrust what feels backwards in your recovery through like growing pains and things and so I ended up with a really big swollen knee and so I called my mom and I was like mom we need an answer God do something come and move and the scripture that popped into my head was um, from Genesis and it said, like, the spirit of the Lord, like, hovered over the waters. Or some translations say, danced over the waters. And I was so clearly reminded. I, my beautiful flatmate is here to, to dance for us this morning. And I just kind of thought, okay, this is, this is exactly how God wants to move. And this is how he wants to use this time. So as she dances and as she's this physical embodiment of kind of what we've been talking about all of worship, about how God is so present and how his spirit is resting so clearly over us, um, I would just encourage you to take this time to respond in whatever way the spirit is moving you as Hannah is moving. So if you've never danced before and you've really just feel called to dance and move your arms and just offer yourself um, in a moment of surrender to God, feel free to do so. If you want to pray, feel free to do so. If you want to assume a heart posture, just surrender and love on the Lord and let him love on you. So,
0: Brilliant, brilliant.
4: <laughs> Dear Lord God, we just thank you so much for your presence. God, I thank you that you are so close to all of us right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are nearer than ever. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for just your presence in the room right now. God, I thank you that you are over us and that you rest upon us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the beauty of your presence. God, I thank you for your love. Jesus, I thank you that your love is so powerful. God, I thank you for how your love is just providing freedom right now. God, I thank you that right now we rest right in the palm of your hand. God, and I thank you that even when we don't know the next step, that we can hold true to the promises found in your word. Lord God, I thank you in those moments that we're not sure where we're going, Lord God, but we know the truth of your word. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would come and that you would just renew our minds in your truth. God, I thank you that you lead us places in your grace and by your grace and for your grace. Holy Spirit, I thank you that every word you speak comes to pass. God, I thank you so much just for your creative majesty. Lord, God, I thank you that you're the God of creation. God, I thank you that you created the trees and the sun and the moon and the stars. Lord, God, I thank you that as you speak, um, And as we step into your presence, we leave changed. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your wonder. God, I thank you for your love. Lord God, I just pray right now that you would just send release, Lord God, in your love. Jesus, I thank you that we just get to rest in you. Lord God, I thank you for the freedom that you provide for the captives. God, I thank you for the release over shame and fear and anxiety and pain and suffering and grief. Lord God, I thank you for the joy that we get to have in your presence. God, we love you so much. Jesus, thank you.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Reagan. Thank you, Sam. Um, Guys, let's stand. Come on. And Lord, we thank you that you've called us to be prophetic. You've called us to pray. We give you glory and honour. Amen. That's the formal conclusion. Good to see you online. If you need to pick up your kids, please go now. Otherwise, we are going to hang about a bit. It can be a bit messy. I think the band are just going to play for a bit. If you want to receive some prayer... Come on down. <laughs> um, just come and get some prayer if you need some. Pick up the kids if you need to. Um, otherwise, we love you. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out.
0: If you want to find out more, visit our website, Gastreet.org or follow us on Instagram at gastreetchurch